Hare Krishna, dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, right next to the English Channel. We've created a haven, a safe haven for those whose uh, hearts uh, are exhausted by material circumstances and want transcendental knowledge and transcendental happiness and taste in life. And we pray to Srila Prabhupada that this humble endeavor of reading his book straight, uh, carefully, slowly, and uh, carefully uh, will contribute to this effort. We hope all of you are are safe and well. The pandemic looks like it's still not over, and the world's in a topsy-turvy situation in all levels, politically, socially, economically, in other ways, environmentally. <clears throat> and materialistic living is taking its toll more and more. So. Uh, there is a solution, at least individually and ultimately collectively, and that is to hear the, the Bhagavad Gita and to apply the teachings into our own character and our own relationships and our, and our own lives. And it will spread. It is spreading and it will continue to spread, even though the polemics that Srila Prabhupada predicted are well on their way to happening. So here we are. Welcome back. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram uh, from Sri Krishna Lila Stava, uh, written by Srila Sanatana Goswami uh, in an effort to offer 108 obeisances to the uh, Krishna Lila of the pastimes of Krishna, especially in Vrindavan. Uh, it goes like this. Sarva dipi yusha, sarva vedaika satpala, sarva siddhanta ratnaja, sarva lokaika drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva bhagavata prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kalidvandotita Ditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Premavarshaksharayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madekabando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Manisdadagamad Bhagya 
Madhananda Namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu, sadhuta dayin, atini chuchuta kada, anamunchagadachin mam, premna rit kantayokspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, we've reached the ninth chapter, the most confidential knowledge. It's right in the middle of the Gita and uh, is the most confidential. Although Krishna and Srila Prabhupada say further that uh, the knowledge that come, goes further is even more confidential. But still, this is the most confidential. It sounds contradictory in a material sense to those who, of us who have linear thinking, but there are different degrees of perfection in the spiritual world. Okay, Bhagavad Gita as it is, chapter 9, tech, tech, beginning with text 17. We've heard how uh, uh, Krishna is the objects uh, that are offered in sacrifice, the sacrifice itself consummation of the uh, um, sacrifice, etc. Even though materialists think that these things are separate from Krishna. So now we're going to hear more about that. <clears throat> Text 17. Pitaham asya jagato mata dhata pitamahaha vedyam pavitram omkara Riksama Yajurevacha. I am the father of this universe, the mother, the support, and the grandsire. I am the object of knowledge, the purifier, and the syllable Om. I am also the Rig, the Sama, and the Yajur Vedas. Purport. <coughs> The entire cosmic manifestations, moving and non-moving, are manifested by different activities of Krishna's energy. In the material existence, we create different relationships with different living entities who are nothing but Krishna's marginal energy. Under the creation of Prakriti, some of them appear as our father, mother, grandfather, creator, etc. But actually, they are parts and parcels of Krishna. As such, these living entities who appear to be our father, mother, and so on, are nothing but Krishna. 
In this verse, the word data means creator. Not only are our father and mother parts and parcels of Krishna, but the creator, grandmother and grandfather, and so on, are also Krishna. Actually, any living entity being part and parcel of Krishna is Krishna. All the Vedas, therefore, aim only toward Krishna. Whatever we want to know through the Vedas is but a progressive step toward understanding Krishna. That subject matter which helps us purify our constitutional position is especially Krishna. Similarly, the living entity who is inquisitive to understand all Vedic principles is also part and parcel of Krishna and as such is also Krishna. In all the Vedic mantras, the word Om, called Pranava, is a transcendental sound, is a transcendental sound vibration and is also Krishna. And because the Pranava or Omkara is very prominent in all the hymns of the four Vedas, Sama, Yajur, Rik, and Atarva, they are also understood to be Krishna. Text 18 Gitir Bharta Prabhu Sakshi Nivashak Shadanam Surit Prabhavak Pralayakstanam Nidanam Bijamavyayam I am the goal, the sustainer, the master, the witness, the abode, the refuge, and the most dear friend. I am the creation and the annihilation, the basis of everything, the resting place, and the eternal seed. Purport. <clears throat> Gati means destination, where we want to go. But the ultimate goal is Krishna, although people do not know it. One who does not know Krishna is misled, and his so-called progressive march is either partial or hallucinatory. There are many who there are many who make as their destination different demigods, and by rigid performance of the strict, strict respective methods, they reach different planets, known as Chandraloka, Surya Loka, Indra Loka, Mahar Loka, and so on. But all such lokas or planets, being creations of Krishna, are simultaneously Krishna and not Krishna. Such planets, being manifestations of Krishna's energy, are also Krishna, but actually they serve only as a step forward for realizing, for realization of Krishna. To approach the different energies of Krishna is to approach Krishna indirectly. One should directly approach Krishna, for that will save time and energy. For example, if there is a possibility of going to the top of a building by the help of an elevator, why should one go by the staircase step by step? Everything is resting on Krishna's energy. Therefore, Without Krishna's shelter, nothing can exist. Krishna is the supreme ruler because everything belongs to him and everything exists 
on his energy. Krishna, being situated in everyone's heart, is the supreme witness. The residences, countries or planets on which we live are also Krishna. Krishna is the ultimate goal of shelter and therefore one should take shelter of Krishna either for protection or for annihilation of his distress. And whenever we have to take protection, we should know that our protection must be a living force. Krishna is the supreme living entity. And since Krishna is the source of our generation or the supreme father, no one can be a better friend than Krishna, nor can anyone be a better well-wisher. Krishna is the original source of creation and the ultimate rest after annihilation. Krishna is therefore the eternal cause of all causes. Text 19 Tepam yaham aham barsham nigrinam utsujamicha amritam chaivamityusha sadasach jahamarjuna O Arjuna, I give heat and I withhold and send forth the rain. I am immortality and I am also death personified. Both spirit and matter are in me. Purport Krishna, <clears throat> Krishna by his different energies diffuses heat and light through the agency of electricity and the sun. During summer season, it is Krishna who checks rain from falling from the sky. And then during the rainy season, he gives unceasing torrents of rain. The energy which sustains us by prolonging the duration of our life is Krishna. And Krishna meets us at the end as death. By analyzing all these different energies of Krishna, one can ascertain that for Krishna there is no distinction between matter and spirit. Or in other words, he is both matter and spirit. In the advanced stage of Krishna consciousness, <clears throat> one therefore makes no such distinctions. He sees only Krishna in everything. Since Krishna is both matter and spirit, the gigantic universal form comprising all material manifestations is also Krishna and his pastimes in Vrindavan as two-handed Shyamasundar playing on a flute are those of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 20 Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai <clears throat> Trividya mam somapa putta papa jagyayar ishtva swarkatim prartayante te punyam asadya surendra lokam ashnanti divyan divideva bogan. Those who study the Vedas and drink the soma juice seeking the heavenly planets worship me indirectly. Purified of sinful reactions, they take birth on the pious heavenly planet of Indra where they enjoy godly delights. Purport <clears throat> 
The word trividya refers to the three Vedas, Sama, Yajur, and Rig. A Brahmana who has studied these three Vedas is called Trivedi. Anyone who is much, very much attached to knowledge derived from these three Vedas is respected in society. Unfortunately, there are many great scholars of the Vedas who do not know the ultimate purport of studying them. Therefore, Krishna herein declares himself to be the ultimate goal for the Trivedis. Actual Trivedis take shelter under the lotus feet of Krishna and engage in pure devotional service to satisfy the Lord. Devotional service begins with the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra and side by side trying to understand Krishna in truth. Unfortunately, those who are simply official students of the Vedas become more interested in offering sacrifices to the different demigods like Indra and Chandra. By such endeavor, the worshippers of different demigods are certainly purified of the contamination of the lower qualities of nature and are thereby elevated to the higher planetary systems or heavenly planets known as Maharloka, Janaloka, Tapoloka, etc. Once situated on those higher planetary systems, one can satisfy his senses hundreds of thousands of times better than on this planet. Text 21 Tetam Muktva Swargalogam Excuse me. Tetam Muktva Swargalokam Vishalam Chine Punye Martalokam Vishanti Evam Trai Dharmam Anuprapana Gata Gatam Kama Kama Labante When they have thus enjoyed vast heavenly sense pleasure and the results of their pious activities are exhausted, they return to this mortal planet again. Thus, those who seek sense enjoyment by adhering to the principles of the three Vedic Vedas achieve only repeated birth and death. Purport Those who are prom promoted to the higher planetary systems enjoy a longer duration of life and better facilities for sense enjoyment. Yet one is not allowed to stay there forever. One is again sent back to this earth upon finishing the resultant fruits of pious activities. He who has not attained perfection of knowledge, as indicated in the Vedanta Sutra, Janmad Yasya Yataha, or in other words, he who fails to understand Krishna, cause of all causes, becomes baffled about achieving the ultimate goal of life and is thus subjected to the routine of being promoted to the higher planets and then again coming down as if situated on a ferris wheel which sometimes goes up and sometimes comes down. The purport is that instead of being elevated to the spiritual world, 
from which there is no longer any possibility of coming down. One simply revolves in the cycle of birth and death on higher and lower planetary systems. One, one should better take to the spiritual world to enjoy an eternal life full of bliss and knowledge and never return to this miserable material existence. Text 22 Ananyas chintyanto mam yejanak prayupasate tesham nitya biyuktanam yogak chemam bahamyaham But those who always worship me with exclusive devotion, meditating on my transcendental form, to them I carry what they lack and I preserve what they have. Purport One who is unable to live for a moment without Krishna consciousness cannot but think of Krishna 24 hours a day, being engaged in devotional service by hearing, chanting, remembering, offering prayers, worshipping, serving the lotus feet of the Lord, rendering other services, cultivating friendship, and surrendering fully to the Lord. Such activities are all auspicious and full of spiritual potencies which make the devotee perfect in self-realization, so that his only desire is to achieve the association of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Such a devotee undoubtedly approaches the Lord without difficulty. This is called yoga. By the mercy of the Lord, such a devotee never comes back to this material condition of life. Chema refers to the merciful protection of the Lord. The Lord helps the devotee to achieve Krishna consciousness by yoga. And when he becomes fully Krishna conscious, the Lord protects him from falling down to, the, to a miserable condition, conditioned life. Text 23 <clears throat> <clears throat> Ye Pyanya Devata Bhakta Yajante Shadayan Vitaha Tepimam Eva Konteya Yajanta Avidi Purvakam Those who are devotees of other gods and who worship them with faith actually worship only me, O son of Kunti, but they do but they do so in a wrong way. Purport Persons who are Persons who are engaged in the worship of demigods are not very intelligent, although such worship is offered to me indirectly. Krishna says, For example, when a man pours water on the leaves and branches of a tree without pouring water on the root, he does so without sufficient knowledge or without observing regulative principles. Similarly, the process of rendering service to different parts of the body is to, is to supply food to the stomach. The demigods are, so to speak, different officers and directors in the government of the Supreme Lord. One has to follow the laws made by the government, not, not by the officers or directors. 
Similarly, everyone is to offer his worship to the Supreme Lord only. That will automatically satisfy the different officers and directors of the Lord. The officers and directors are engaged as representatives of the Lord. The officers and directors are engaged as representatives of the government. And to offer some bribe to the officers and directors is illegal. This is stated here as avidi purvakam. In other words, Krishna does not approve the unnecessary worship of the demigods. Text 24 Aham hi sarva jagyanam bhokta cha prabhoreva cha natumam abhijananti tatvinatas javantite I am the only enjoyer and master of all sacrifices. Therefore, those who do not recognize my true transcendental nature fall down. Purport Here it is clearly stated that there are many types of yajna performances recommended in the Vedic literatures, but actually all of them are meant for satisfying the Supreme Lord. Yajna means Vishnu. In the third chapter of Bhagavad Gita, it is clearly stated that one should work that one should only work for satisfying yajna or Vishnu. The perfectional form of human civilization, known as Varnashrama Dharma, is specifically meant for satisfying Krishna, Vishnu. Therefore, Krishna says in this verse, I am the enjoyer of all sacrifices because I am the supreme master. Less intelligent persons, however, without knowing this fact, worship demigods for temporary benefit. Therefore, they fall down to material existence and do not achieve the desired goal of life. If, however, anyone has any material desire to be fulfilled, he had better pray for it. To the if, however, if, however, anyone has any material desire to be fulfilled, he had better pray for it to the Supreme Lord, although that is not pure devotion, and he will thus achieve the desired result. Text 25 Yanti deva vrta devan pitrin yanti priti vrtaha bhutani yanti bhuteja yanti mad yajinopimam those who worship the demigods will, will take birth among the demigods. Those who worship the ancestors go to the ancestors. Those who worship ghosts and spirits will take birth among such beings. And those who worship me will live with me. Purport If anyone has any desire to go to the moon, the sun, or any other planet, one can attain the desired destination by following specific Vedic principles recommended for that purpose, such as the process technically called, technically known as Darsha Purnamasa. These are vividly described in the fruitive activities portion of the Vedas, 
which recommends a specific worship of demigods situated on different heavenly planets. Similarly, one can attain the Pitta planets by performing a specific yajna. Similarly, one can go to many ghostly planets and become a yaksha, raksha, or pishacha. Pichacha worship is called black arts or black magic. There are many men who practice this black art and they think that it is spiritualism. But such activities are completely materialistic. Similarly, a pure devotee who worships the Supreme Personality of Godhead only achieves the planets of Vaikuntha and Krishna Loka without a doubt. It is very easy to understand through this important verse that if, simply, that if by simply worshipping the demigods one can achieve the heavenly planets or by worshipping the pitas achieve the pita planets or by practicing the black arts achieve the ghostly planets why can the pure devotee not achieve the planet of Krishna or Vishnu? Unfortunately, many devotees Unfortunately, many people have no information of these sublime planets where Krishna and Vishnu live, and because they do not know of them, they fall down. Even the impersonalists fall down from the Brahma Jyoti. The Krishna consciousness movement is therefore distributing sublime information to the entire human society to the effect that by simply chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, one can become perfect in this life and go back home, back to Godhead. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. It's all Prabhupada's mercy. Text 26. Patram Pushpam Palam Toyam Yome Bhaktya Priyachati Tadaham Bhaktuparitam Nashnami Prayatatmanaha. If one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, a flower, a fruit, or water, I will accept it. Purport For the intelligent person, it is essential to be in Krishna consciousness, engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord, in order to achieve a permanent, blissful abode for eternal happiness. The process of achieving such a marvelous result is very easy and can be attempted even by the poorest of the poor without any kind of qualification. The only qualification required in this connection is to be a pure devotee of the Lord. It does not matter what one is or where one is situated. The process is so easy that even a leaf or a little water or fruit can be offered to the Supreme Lord in genuine love and the Lord will be pleased to accept it. No one, therefore, can be barred from Krishna consciousness because it is so easy and universal. Who is such a fool that he does not want to be Krishna conscious by this simple method 
and thus attain the highest per perfectional life of eternity, bliss, and knowledge. Krishna attains. Krishna wants only loving service and nothing more. Krishna accepts even a little flower from his pure devotee. He does not want any kind of offering from a non-devotee. He is not in need of anything from anyone because he is self-sufficient. And yet he accepts the offering of his devotee in an exchange of love and affection. To develop Krishna consciousness is the highest perfection of life. Bhakti is mentioned twice in this verse in order to declare more emphatically that bhakti or devotional service is the only means to approach Krishna. No other condition such as becoming a brahmana, a learned scholar, a very rich man or a great philosopher can induce Krishna to accept some offering. Without the basic principle of bhakti, nothing can induce the Lord to agree to accept anything from anyone. Bhakti is never causal. The process is eternal. It is direct action in service to the absolute whole. Here Lord Krishna, having established that he is the only enjoyer, the primeval Lord, and the real object of all sacrificial offerings, reveals what types of sacrifices he desires to be offered. If one wishes to engage in devotional service to the Lord, to the Supreme, in order to be purified and to reach the goal of life, the transcendental loving service of God, then one should find out what the Lord desires of him. One who loves Krishna will give him whatever he wants, and he avoids offering anything which is undesirable or unasked. Thus, meat, fish and eggs should not be offered to Krishna. If he desired such things as offerings, he would have said so. Instead, he clearly requests that a leaf, fruit, flowers and water be given to him. And he says of this offering, I will accept it. Therefore, we should understand that he will not accept meat, fish and eggs. Vegetables, grains, fruits, milk and water are the proper foods we eat for human beings and are prescribed by Lord Krishna Himself. Whatever else we eat cannot be offered to Him since He will not accept it. Thus, we cannot be acting on the level of loving devotion if we offer such foods. In the third chapter, verse 13, Sri Krishna explains that only the remains of sacrifice are purified and fit for consumption by those who are seeking advancement in life and release from the clutches of the material entanglement. Those who do not make an offering of their, of their food, he says in the same verse, are eating only sin. In other words, their every mouthful is simply deepening their involvement in the complexities of material nature. But preparing nice, simple vegetable dishes, offering them before the, the picture or deity of Lord Krishna and bowing down and praying for him to accept such a humble offering 
enable one to advance steadily in life, to purify the body, and to create fine brain, brain tissues, which will lead to clear thinking. Above all, the offering should be made with an attitude of love. Krishna has no need of food since he already possesses everything that be, yet he will, yet he will accept the offering of one who desires to please him in that way. The important element in preparation, in serving, and in offering is to act with love for Krishna. The impersonalist philosophers who wish to maintain that the absolute truth is without senses cannot comprehend this verse of Bhagavad Gita. To them, it is either a metaphor or proof of the mundane character of Krishna, the speaker of the Bhagavad Gita. But in actuality, Krishna, the Supreme Godhead, has senses, and it is stated that his senses are interchangeable. In other words, one can one can in other words, one sense can perform the function of the other. That is what this is what it means to say that Krishna is absolute. Lacking senses, he could hardly be considered full in all opulences. In the seventh chapter, <clears throat> Krishna has explained that he impregnates the living entities into material nature. This is done by his looking upon material nature. And so in this instance, Krishna's hearing the words, so in this instance, Krishna's hearing the devotees' words of love and offering foodstuffs is wholly identical with his eating and actually tasting. This point should be emphasized. Because of his absolute position, his hearing is wholly identical with his eating and tasting. Only the devotee who accepts Krishna as he describes himself without interpretation can understand that the Supreme Absolute Truth can eat food and enjoy it. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Okay, we'll stop there. Tonight's reading. Such a wonderful chapter. Every verse full of delightful absolute truths. And Prabhupada's purports are just incredible. Hare Krishna. So if anyone has some reflections on what we've heard tonight, please um, share it with us. Hare Bo. First is a comment from Saurav Oja. Saurav Oja. Hare Krishna. <clears throat> Hare Bol. Hare Bol. And from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Bol, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. She says, Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj and all friends. Happy Akadashi Day. The heart television is on. The daily news for souls. All <laughs> glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Ho Maharaj. 
Jai, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and his marvelous translations and purports, his explanations of the most inconceivable, conceivably deep philosophy is so simple and easy to understand, even a child could understand it. And all we have to do is stop fiddling with it, with our so-called great intelligence, <laughs> Krishna. Well, can't remember who initiated the name. Maybe this is from Francis Derbyshire. Francis Derbyshire. Neither can I remember his initiated name. Hare Krishna. She says, One of my favorite verses, Krishna will accept any tiny thing if offered with the heart. Yes. Not exactly the heart, but with love and devotion. There are all kinds of things lingering, lurking in the heart of materialistic people. But love and devotion, obviously it comes from the heart. So I understand what you mean. But more, more precisely with love and devotion is the, is the correct way to, uh, to communicate that, to articulate it. From Rati Manjari. Haribo Rati Haribo. She says Jai Guru Maharaj. On and on. <laughs> yeah, I just warble on and on. <laughs> but at least I'm going on and on about Krishna. <laughs> Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Haribo Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna. I'm from Krishnangi Mulder. Krishnangi Mulder Hari Krishna. Hari Krishna Maharaj, offering respects unto you and assembled devotees. So many choices in using our free will at the same time. Oh, so many choices in using our free will. At the same time, not a blade of grass can move without the sanction of Sri Krishna. We are fully dependent on Krishna. So much love Krishna has for us. I am reviewing how I am turning towards him and responding to his love. Very good, because it's very easy uh, to twist the philosophy and think, yes, Krishna is doing everything, so therefore I don't have to do anything. But the philosophy is that uh, because we're part of Krishna, we also have a little free will. It's not very much, but it's there nonetheless and unless we turn that free will toward Krishna and do things for him in the way that he likes with, with affection and love then we can't understand the material energy will trick us in different ways so that we'll misunderstand and we won't be able to actually fully and with a full heart as the last person said uh, give to Krishna that which already belongs to him because it already belongs to him there's not really much we can do but we can offer it to him and that's what he wants he has everything but the only thing he doesn't have is the love of some of us who are in this material world 
most devotees are still in the spiritual world. So he wants that love. He wants our love. He has an unlimited, in, uh, uh, what's the word? Yes, unlimited capacity to accept love. Therefore, he's always trying to get more and more of his conditioned souls, his creatures, as you could say, to love him, come back to him. <clears throat> Next is from Bhaktarupa. Haribo Bhaktarupa. He says, Thank you for reading, Maharaj. Please accept my obeisances. Jai Ho. Text 22 struck me this evening. Mm. When we are not worshipping Krishna, when we are not worshipping Krishna with exclusive devotion and harboring some material desires, we are left with a lack of Krishna. Yes. That's the essence of Krishna consciousness or the essence of material existence, really. Bhakti Maxine. Haribo Bhakti Maxine. Hare Krishna. She says, Hare Krishna, dearest Maharaj. As I read the Bhagavad Gita, I feel that I have come to a point now that I feel quiet within. Yes, that's because while we're hearing the Bhagavad Gita submissively, actually submissively, then we are in our constitutional position. Therefore, our mind is finally at rest, peaceful. But that's just the first stage. Then the next stage is to actually activate our devotional service and, and, and do everything. Think, feel, will, act uh, for the pleasure of the Lord. Even though the Lord doesn't need anything, He's got everything. But if we try to do what He likes, in a way He likes it, then we will become full, more than peaceful. We will become ecstatic. That's the goal, to please Krishna so that we can taste ecstatic love for Him. Hare Krishna. Next is from Anandamurti Devi Dasa. Hare Anandamurti. She says, Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada is so merciful to distribute this Krishna consciousness movement for all society. Srila Prabhupada writes in, in the purport of verse 25 that only by chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra anyone can perfect their life and go back to the Supreme Abode. That is Srila Prabhupada's mercy. So devotees want to continue to pass on to another coming generation. Thank you very much. Well said and well done. Hare Krishna. There may be so many impediments, but the impediments seem insignificant once we actually take up to any degree this attempt at, at spreading this uh, relief from material anxiety and the transcendental affection and 
happiness that come from serving Krishna. Hare Krishna, thank you. And from Rati Manjari. Haribo Rati. She says, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my grateful obeisances. On and on, you are always broadcasting beautiful truths, pounding on the doors of our hearts with transcendental determination. <laughs> As Sri the Prabhupada said, little drops of water wear away the stone. So I have hope that the fortified walls around my heart will gradually wear away by hearing your repeated messages from transcendence. Hare Krishna. I'm just repeating what Srila Prabhupada says. That's all I can do. Hare Krishna. But thank you for that credit. The last uh, video that you sent ecstatic kirtan in an out-of-the-way place and even though you're having problems with your arm because you can't you've been holding up bags and and uh, and uh, uh, keyboards you know and playing away your voice is still just as ecstatic and it's causing people to dance so you just keep doing that and Krishna will make all the arrangements for you. Hare Krishna. And Krishnangi Mulder says Hare Krishna. Haribo Krishnangi Mulder. Thank you, Maharaj. And another comment from Bhaktin Maxine. She says, I have been detached from the masses for 20 years. I am finding it hard to get back in with people, devotees. <laughs> well, um, if you remember, in the well, we'll get to the 13th chapter, and then you'll understand that the tendency to want to be in a solitary place or to separate yourself from the masses of the people is actually a part of knowledge. It's actually a part of knowledge because uh, in general the material world is very contaminating and very uh, it causes suffering. But we mix with them to try to give them Krishna consciousness. This is Prahlad Maharaja's uh, mood which Srila Prabhupada emulated. He didn't want to go back by him, for himself. He wanted to help others go back too, to Krishna. It's a higher taste. Hare Krishna. So you don't have to join them in order to uh, devise some kind, some way to give them these books. Just devise, strain your brain some way to give them these books and Krishna will take you back for sure. Another comment from Rati Manjari. Hare Krishna, Rati, it's so nice to hear more comments from you. She says, I came in late tonight because we just finished a seminar on how to distribute books online organized by two Dutch devotees who have experience with this. Oh, good. His Grace Tredas Prabhu was present as well as His Grace Vishwambar Prabhu. 
all of us were enlivened to learn how to tap into the online waters and reach more souls. Hare Krishna. And from Bhakta Sebastian. Oh, Haribo Bhakta Sebastian, I was wondering how you were. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Jaya Srila Prabhupada. Today we read that Krishna is everything, but that doesn't mean everything is as lovable as Krishna. We don't try to love matter, we try to love Krishna by using matter. We offer him what we love with love and become purified. I hope I can continue purifying my love for books by reading with you every day, Maharaj. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for that analysis. It actually does come out in that one part of that one purport. It almost sounds as if Krishna is saying that Krishna is everything. He's saying that Krishna is everything in the sense that Krishna, everything is Krishna's energy. But at the same time, they're not Krishna personally. And therefore, uh, there's a difference between uh, worshipping your house or your country or your family and worshipping Krishna, even though those things are also transformations of Krishna's energy. They're not Krishna personally. He uses the example that, you know, the departments, the different departments in a government, you know, the government is going on by the will of the executive head, but it doesn't mean that the executive head is in each department personally, necessarily. But when we offer, you know, the services to the different departments, it goes up to the uh, to the executive head automatically by the by the system. Just like Prabhupada uses the example over and over of the uh, difference between watering the root of a tree and watering the branches and leaves of the tree. The branches and leaves and twigs and flowers of the tree are also the tree. They're also a part of the tree. But they're not. But it's not the same to water them as it is to water the root. So therefore, we cannot become satisfied fully without watering the root, Krishna, properly, the source of everything. Hare Krishna. From Sham Kishore. Sham Kishore, Hari Bol, nice to hear you so soon. He says, Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. I am back in Soho now. Did a few books outside the temple, which was very ecstatic. Thank you again for the time spent together. Forever grateful. Thank you for coming and... and, and um, helping Abai also in his different services. He's doing so much to take care of us. He's actually running this, uh, this ashram, actually. And uh, yes, we, we thank you for, for your coming and, and, and assisting him and, and helping him and also going out and distributing some books here also. Hare Krishna. And we hope you do really well in the, in the marathon. Get that book table out there and distribute hundreds and thousands of books. Hare Krishna. And 
there is an addition to uh, the last sentence of Rati Manjari's comment. Go ahead. She says, all of us were enlivened to learn how to tap into the online waters and reach more souls to share Srila Prabhupada's books with them and fulfill his desire. Thank you very much, Rati. Well said and well done. And I hope that our reading those books out loud the way we do can be increased more and more also. We pray that this reading um, reaches more and more people because I, somebody told me the other day that they were reading out loud to themselves but when they hear me read out loud with other devotees uh, it got better, it got, it got more intense and more easy to understand, more powerful. Hare Krishna. So this is a good way to get it going, you know, as they say. Another question from Sham Kishore. Haribol Sham Kishore. He said, what is being meant by going to the ancestors if we worship them? If we join our family, depending on which planet they are? Yeah, possibly. Possibly. It's not always like that. But it, it's possible to do that. If our desire is so strong to be with our forefathers, there are planets where some of our forefathers live and we can go there. But it's disappointing. <laughs> Frankly, it's disappointing. That's why that verse, those two verses that describe how, you know, if we try to go to the higher planets or different planets, eventually we come down and have to, you know, take birth and die again. So it really, it doesn't really get us anything. Hare Krishna. Once is enough <laughs> to be with relatives. All right, thank you so much for those lovely reflections today. They were really beautiful and they were appropriate because this chapter is, you know, at least in my estimation, one of the most beautiful chapters in all of Prabhupada's books because it clearly describes how we can actually be devotees, how to think and feel and will and act as devotees. And this is the foundation or the, this is the foundation or the root of all of, of the of devotional service. We have one more uh, from Sudevi reflection Dasi. from Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna. She says, but we become pure devotees, we liberate our forefathers, and that's one way to be with them again? Yes. We become pure, pure devotees, then our forefathers will be liberated also. So no, no need to go to the material planet to be hang out with them for a little bit longer than have to come back and do the same thing again. It's, it's a waste of time, actually. Uh, one more comment came from Sham Kishore. Sham Kishore, Haribo. He says, Jai, it is more Abai Prabhu who helped me. Yes, we'll go tomorrow with the table and keep you updated. Thank you very much. Please do. I will live vicariously through you. I've 
my body is a little incapacitated now to actually go and do those kinds of things, but my heart is in it, and I get transcendental pleasure, you know, by by hearing about it and by watching. Uh, and and we, it says in, in in the Bhagavatam that if you appreciate the devotional service of others, you get the benefit of that devotional service. Hare Krishna. So thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita as it is ki jai. Samabeda bhakta brinda ki jai. Gaur premanandi. Hari hari bo. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic. The transcendental knowledge of how to live in this world in Krishna consciousness so that we can become fully happy and go back for an eternal life of bliss and knowledge to be with Krishna, to play with Him, eat with Him, dance with Him. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow.